Now back to On the Block with Strick and Austin on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back to On the Block. East Strick, Austin Orman here. Two to four of each and every day. You can always find us also on the stream. You can also find us on Allo 951. You can find us on the stream as well at theticketfm.com. Great content all throughout the day and throughout the evenings and weekends. This is where we be. But joining us on the Hunter Lincoln Hotline right now is a newfound friend of the show, longtime friend of Stricky, uh, Joe Beast. What's going on? Joe Beast. Well, Joe Smith, a.k.a. Beast. People would say there's no way you could be Beast, but they don't know. They don't know you like I know you. You, you, You're definitely Beast. (laughs) Beast, what's going on? How you guys doing? Doing wonderful, man. Doing wonderful. Listen, um, uh, we're definitely going to get into some NBA talk, man. But first, I want to get your thoughts on, uh, you know, the emotions that Joel Embiid showed. Uh, You can tell. Uh, that it was very heartfelt, it was genuine, it was real. Unfortunately, dealing with an injury uh, during that time. Watch this team go out, but tell me, you know, how it feels to uh, win a, an award of that kind of magnitude. You know, you, you've won, you've won high accolade award. You've been, you know, the number one pick. I mean, you, you, you understand all of those things. Like, what is the emotion that someone goes through when they're when when when, when they uh, hear that news? I mean, this is it's incredible. I mean, I won the, uh, you know, obviously won the Naismith Player of the Year in at Maryland. So uh, that was something that uh, uh, is obviously not an NBA MVP, but it's on that level. It's on, right. it's on that level. And um, I mean, it's, it's it's a lot of gratitude, man. And it's you really don't understand how many how, how people how much people appreciate you until you know they they vote and, and put you and 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 hand out those type of, of awards to you and. I think he well deserved it. I think you know he had a great year, um, and, and to see him emotional like that, I mean, I think that's good for the game because a lot of outsiders they look at it and you know they they look at his play, they look at the game, they look at the players, and you know they think that they don't really take awards like that seriously, you know. Mm-hmm. And for him to show that type of emotion, you know, is really uh, good for people to see, good for his teammates, and uh, to be there to support him and. I think it was uh, uh, just a good thing for the NBA just to see that type of emotion and see uh, and hear the things that he had to had to say after winning the award. I say that all the time, man. Is like um, the perception sometimes, uh, Joe. Man, is you know what what people see of you on the court and and what they have an expectation of you. Um, right. And then if they ever get to see you or know you off the court or um, it, it's it, it can be different. They're like, oh, I never thought you that way. Sometimes they'll say, dang, I didn't think you were that tall. Or sometimes, man, exactly. I didn't think you was that cool. You know, like I didn't think you were that cool. You know, you, you it, it, they they have a different perspective of you, man. And when when the lights come on, but that's that's it's like a it's like being an actor, right? Would you agree? It's like when we step on the court, it's like it's a stage, and right. so our lives outside of the stage is different than what our lives are on the stage. And so it's good sometimes that you're able to, you know, go inside and, and see the emotions of what we have to endure or deal with off the court. And that's what I love when, uh, when all sports, not just the NBA, but all sports, when they do uh, those inside stories on different players and, you know, their backgrounds and, you know, how they grew up and, 
you know, the things that they're doing off the field or off the court that, you know, giving back to the community and, and doing things with kids. And, and, and I love to see those type of inside stories because it gives the fans, you know, a chance to get that type of insight from insight and, and, and to get that type of look at what, what, what else these players, are, uh, us players are interested in besides, you know, just playing the game of basketball or playing the game of football or, you know, dedicating our time to the sport that we're also, you know, uh, uh, committed community leaders and, and trying to do whatever we can to make sure things are, are well in the communities as well. Absolutely. Now let's let's jump into the NBA uh, playoffs. We'll start with them since we're we're, we're talking about Embiid right now. Uh, one of the things right. I shared with my partner uh, Joe uh, is I, I I thought they should have let um, Embiid rest uh, an extra game because we always talk about going into a series if we're uh, uh, the team that is not the home court uh, mm-hmm. team that we just want to get one. And they, right. they, they did that. And knowing that he had the injury that they had, do you think that the way that, that Boston did them in game two and Embiid's, um, although he was effective in rim protection, but he wasn't right. himself, does this, does, this, does this change the psyche? Because you also saw a different uh, um, James Harden. And yeah. the team was just totally different. Do you know what's your thoughts about one? Should they have probably let him rest, similar to what they did with Jimmy Butler, or do you think giving him the opportunity to play kind of gets the rust off? But now you have a Celtics team that just blew the doors off of you. Right. I mean, me personally, I mean, I'm always of the idea that if you're healthy, play. But um, in this situation, like like you mentioned, uh, East Drake is. You want to get that one game on the road, and they did it the first game, and uh, that I felt would allow you know Embiid a little bit more time to get himself healthy. So I would have set him uh, the second game as well, just to just to uh, continue with the flow that we had the first game. I yeah. mean, I think yesterday, watching the game last night, uh, they got real stagnant on offense. You know, Facts. trying to you know trying to feed Embiid, and and it, it kind of threw off the flow that same flow that they had in game one. Uh, a lot of guys, you know, the shots that they were getting in game one, they were out of rhythm this time because the flow wasn't the same. So um, I would have said them one more time just to get that confidence and try to continue to create that flow with the other guys. And then when he was ready to come back at home after winning the MVP, you know, the adrenaline is going and everything, I would have brought him back at home. I, I would have to agree with you. But here's here's something I want to throw at you, Beast. This is mm-hmm. freaking crazy. The, the Boston Celtics shot 51 threes. <laughs> Beast. Listen, listen, that's not that's not a um that's not a typo. 51 threes. I was listening to the commentators last night and they said that uh he wanted to at least get up 50 and 50 each game. So I was I was like, <laughs> that blew my mind just hearing that. Oh my gosh, that is crazy! Um, I, 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 I'm just dumbfounded because I'm like, if we took twenty, that was a lot. You know what I mean? Like, if twenty in a game for us was a lot. If you got three up in a game in our time, that was you was shooting like, like other than Reggie Miller. My goodness. Okay. Well, right. yeah, 50, 
51 threes. That's incredible. Yeah, that's 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 absolutely crazy. Now, the bounce back, the bounce back um for the New York Knicks, uh, the Heat did mm-hmm. what they had to. They they let your let your boy Jimmy sit and right. they still sitting right there. Um you had a great a great showing from Caleb Martin. You got you got to feel good about that. Other than, you know, his plus minus wasn't great, but you got to feel good that he being a bench player at least gave you something. You got to, you know, I I said it before, Cal Lowry had a great great game one, but I just didn't think consistently he could do it. Duncan Robinson, you're going to get some inconsistencies there. You finally had a Max Struss sighting. Vincent has been pretty uh, consistent. The ones that need to step up, I think, for the Knicks, uh, I mean, for the Heat to to win this series, has -hmm. got to be Kevin Lug and Bam Adebayo. How do you view it, and do the Heat have a chance if Jimmy Butler doesn't reshow? Um, I see more Adebayo needing to step up more than uh, Kevin Love. Um, he's one of those guys that can that has has been a double double getter for him, you know, for the last few couple of years, last few years. So I think it's, it, it, he needs to put it on himself to go out there and be able to step it up. But I, I really think they go with Jimmy. Go, you know, mm-hmm. uh, he's their heart and soul. You know, he he gets it going for him. He's their he's their their toughness. He brings you know he, he brings all the energy and. You know, when he's out there on the floor, it's a whole different team because, you know, you have that guy that's a type of guy like that to lean on, and he's been coming through for him. So, I mean, I think they go as he goes, and if he doesn't make it back, then uh, the Knicks are going to go ahead on him, uh, and close out the series. But if he comes back and he continues to play the way he's been playing, I think it's going to be a long series. Real, real quick to add on to that, Beast, because here's what's crazy. You're taking the Knicks' best shot. Jalen Brunson goes for 30. Randall goes for 25 and RJ Barrett finally has a showing in the playoffs and he's, you know, gone for a couple 20 games. Right. But you still only lose by six without your best player. That's scary. I'm thinking if I'm the Knicks, I'm like, wait a minute. Like, (laughs) you know, we know how the playoffs is. I mean, any game can happen. I mean, any game, anything can happen on any given night, bro. Yeah. I mean, you know, and, uh, just because, uh, Jimmy's not out, and, and they played him to a six-point game. That game could be totally different, you know. It could be a 20-point game because, you know, things don't go a certain way. But, um, I mean, I I, I really I, – I like Spo. I, I always, you know, respected his coaching and, and, and his game planning. So, I think he always comes up with a with a game plan to, 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 keep, to get, keep his guys in the game. Yeah. But I think the unspoken hero, I mean, it's it, – who really don't get talked about too much is Brunson. I mean, that kid, right? Mm-hmm. That kid, just watching that kid. And, um, I really began watching, I think it was the uh, game one of the Cleveland series when he got in foul trouble and he didn't play that much and, and, and Cleveland was uh, looking like they were going to run away with the game. And then the second half, he just came out and just changed the whole game. And that's when I really, really start respecting that kid and understanding what he brought to the table. So I, I, I give him a lot of credit for a lot of uh, what New York is doing. La- uh, one one uh, other thing before we get really into the last question that I have for you is, um, well, no, this will this will be it. This will be it. This is the last question. So the Lakers Warriors are, <clears throat> um, you know getting this 
thing started. Lakers up 1-0. Right. Um, I said a key component to their their success is going to be Anthony Davis. Um, do you see the Lakers winning this series, or do you see the Golden State uh, championship pedigree ultimately winning out? Uh, that's tough. That's tough. I mean, I definitely think the Lakers can do it. I think they have the talent and the uh, uh, the skill set to do it um, if they keep going through AD. You know, if, yeah. if anything else, yeah, if anything else changes with their offensive scheme or offensive system, uh, I think they're going to have they're going to struggle. But um, I really, I mean, it's I really feel pretty good about it because I think uh, they took one of the Warriors' best shots. You know what I'm saying in Game One. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? The Warriors, they made 20-plus three-pointers, and, you know, they played their normal, typical game, and the L.A. was able to hold them off and win. But, like I say, A.D. still AD has to come come with that type of game or something close to it uh, every night, every every night in the series. Bro, he played 44 minutes, and that's scary for me with A.D. playing 44 minutes because right. it's an ankle turn, it's an ankle, it's a, it's a finger. It's something that you got to be worried about him. Uh, in his fragility, getting uh, hurt and, and the whole series just absolutely changes yeah. from that moment on. Uh, Beast, man, thank you so much once again for joining us on the block. We appreciate you for your time and your insight yeah, no into problem. the NBA playoffs. Oh, man, no problem. I appreciate it, East Drake. You guys, you and Austin, have a good one. I appreciate you guys. All right, there he is, Joe Beast. Uh, joining us on the block, we had a little bit of NBA talk. We're going to get out of here. We'll try to get in uh, – uh, shoot out with Strick. I think we'll get it in next. The champs here. Yeah, we got to get it in. We got to get it in. We'll be right back. 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com, right after this.